Okay. Uh, Reign of Terror. Oh. Episode 8. Oh. Finale of season 1. It was so scary. Bit of a bit of a giveaway as to what this one's all about. If you're just, in the know, if you if, was, if you know if you know the names of things, you're in the know, was, you know what this was, one's about. It was a cloud that rained really hard on everybody and it was terrifying. No, no. Dear that Oh shit, I think I showed you the wrong episode. Mm. Oh fuck. Fuck. Oh shit. Do we have to re-record the entire commentary now? That's why you're making yep. that's why you were making jokes about farts and stuff and I didn't understand. <laughs> that Explain was like what happens in the reign of terror, dear. <laughs> that was like three hours of work, so eat the rich. Um it didn't do the whole intro song and I was kinda sad, but um we see like two people <laughs> in capes walking around this like forested area. It's called a land of fear. Okay. And the TARDIS... The land of confusion. Oh! Uh, a TARDIS, of course, appears. And as it does, and everyone's just kind of standing around. And at this point, I'm still missing Ian's code. I think we both are. Uh, and the doctor says, yeah. Ian made them take them home because of one fucking line in the argument in the previous episode that I was like, ha ha, Ian's making a joke about going home, and the doctor was like, fuck you! Like, I do everything for you! I was like, what the fuck? Um, and I didn't I think that would go house. any farther than it did, but it did. It went so much farther, and he gets into this argument with everybody, and even like tells Susan to say goodbye, and she hugs them and runs away, and the doctor is so pissy, and he's absolutely certain that he brought them specifically to home that he turns on the monitor and shows them some trees and hey, more trees tre and more trees and more trees and he's like treat yeah you're you're obviously on earth and you're obviously in england in your exact time period nothing else is going to change uh and He's basically like, yeah, the thing that you think that that looks like, Barbara, because she kind of daydreams. She's like, oh, this is sort of like when I went on vacation in Britain. She's like, yeah, so that thing that uh, you... She says Somerset. Somerset? Not I Britain. Don't... Where's Somerset? Somerset. Where's Somerset? Not Britain. I, I know not, there's... No, not London, I mean. I know there's a Somerset, Texas. Yeah, that's where she went, Texas. Okay, cool. Um, and the doctor's like, you know what? That thing that you're dreaming of, that's exactly where we are. Like, it just, it is. And <laughs> yeehaw, Sorry. get out of my TARDIS. Uh, and Ian talks about how the doctor has, like, fucked up before. So, hey, maybe they should double check. And they get into this freaking stupid argument and they're going back and forth. And they are like, actually, you know what? You're right. And you're always in control. And you are so good at everything you do, Doctor. Maybe we should go out for a drink. And he's like, you know what? That'd be nice. Before you leave, let's go out for a drink. And it's like, uh-huh. All right. So they yeah. all they all leave. And Barbara and Ian are like, ha-ha, you did so good. You duped an old man who's not fully there. And what? Wow. You're and, saying he's not fully there? In the show, no, I don't think he is as the character, no. Um, wow, wow. So Barbara is like, wow, you duped him. 
whatever. And then they walk out and they're like, huh, it's summertime. It's kind of hot. And then they're kind of weirded out that there's no lights or gunshots, which is... Or there's lights, and then there's also the sound <laughs> there's of... lights, <laughs> and there's no gunshot. I don't there's... remember it being so calm here. <laughs> Where's all the warfare? God damn it. They're, they're weirded they out that oh. there's no lights, and they hear gunshots or something, and the doctor thinks it's a rabbit. And so Ian goes, and I said that he fought the rabbit, and then he brings him out, and it's apparently it's a kid who's really dirty and terrified, and the kid thinks that everyone's going to hurt them. But they find out that they're in France, and the doctor just kind of stares into the middle distance and walks away, because he (laughs) fucked up. Um, No, he didn't. He, he, uh, excuse you. Let me finish. He also makes the argument that it's okay that they're in France. They can get back to Britain a couple hundred miles away is understandable comparatively to, you know, the amount of distance that they've all traveled at this point. It's it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, um, he's got a point. So the kid then shoves Ian and runs off, and we see the kid run up and knock on this door to a farmhouse and be let in. And then the crew just walks up to the same farmhouse and they're like, hmm, let's, that's interesting. Let's break in. And then they break Let in. Let's break. <laughs> What's in there, dear? Um, a chest full of clothes, two candelabras. I No, it was a single candelabra and a lantern that the doctor takes and goes upstairs with while Ian and Barbara and Susan dig through a box that they find. They find clothes. They realize that it's the 18th century because of the time period for the clothes. They find bundles of stale bread, a map, and I was like, "Wow, let's let's get revolutionary, boys! Feed the rich." Eat, and they eat. find <laughs> they find reason to kill the arist- aristocracy. They find Marie Antoinette's head. Um, <laughs> It'd be a bit rotten by then. Yes. They also find a document uh, signed by Robespierre. Uh, so... <laughs> Robs- <laughs> Robespierre. Robespierre, sorry. I'm probably going <laughs> to screw that up quite a few times. So There are a lot of French names in this. Oh, I gave up and started calling one of them Fancy Pants. <laughs> so... Oh, of course you did. <laughs> the doctor gets knocked, knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and apparently all the clothes that they find fit them perfectly. So they've all put them on... And some dude walks some dudes walk into the room and hold them all at gunpoint. And they're like, Well, why did you stop at this empty house? That's weird. And uh, did you come alone? And they're like, Yeah, we did. And they're like, You're a liar, the doctor was upstairs, like, what the fuck? We can't trust you. Um, Barbara then mentions that they aren't even French, so they have no side in the revolution. And then Ian hears some people outside, and wowie, it's soldiers that followed them. Apparently. Somehow. Oh. That's not uh, good. The soldiers decide to come inside the house, look around, uh, after they specifically have a rest, so that the people inside can freak out and wait a little bit longer uh, to be captured. And they also decide to send the one man with the eye patch who maybe doesn't have the best vision to go watch the back. <laughs> 
you know, so if they escape from the left, he's fucked. But if they escape from the right, you know, like... No, yeah, well, I mean, then they'd, they'd be fine. Exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> God damn it! I hate that they just waited. Everyone's standing around all nervous. Ian goes upstairs to find the doctor. One of the two guys that pulled a gun on them uh, runs outside because he's nervous. And he's, I mean, wouldn't she be? Yes, but I wouldn't exactly... I don't know, I wouldn't exactly run outside to some guns. Um, and then... What if you just wanted to get it over and done with? <sighs> Fair. And then the other guy comes in and he's like, Hey, stand down. And then we cut to the doctor and he's dead, by the way. They cut to him like two I mean, or three times and he's just dead. Um, you're talking about the actor, not the the, the character, right? Sure. Um, why not both? Honestly. Wow. I mean, both. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so they both get fucking shot because they pretty much go, you can put soldiers' garments on them, but they're still peasants, and then they get shot. And it's like, okay, <laughs> fair. It's funny that he gets shot after the word peasants. Yeah. Um, so we then hear Susan scream, and Eyepatch Man is behind a door. And Ian tries to talk to them, and they just say, shut up and leave, basically. And they're put in front of a firing line. And then one guy's like, hey, if we take them to Paris, we might get paid. Because we already killed the other two that we were looking for. Here's some extras. So. Yeah, they're, they're really just extras. Mm-hmm. They decide to leave. Uh, to And then they also decide to burn the house down. And the doctor's still, like, dead in, in, the, in, the, in the whatever. <laughs> so they totally. In the building. In the building. In, in the second story, I guess. But also not the second. I don't know. It was kind of not completely clear. Um, so. They totally, absolutely, very realistically throw a mm-hmm. torch into something that lands it inside of the barn. I'd say it was like a fireplace, but it was like large and round like a well. I didn't really understand what it was. And yeah. they throw it in there and it sets everything on fire. And the doctor's like running around and smacking at the door and he was he's going to die ag- again and then he's we fine. cut to the crew turning around to see that the house is on fire susan does a scream and then they're all led away again and we see the dirty child peek through the gla- grass and he's absolutely not hidden at all and then we cut back to the doctor totally passed on on the ground and he's dead again and that was literally the first episode <laughs> So, first episode, not looking too good for everyone. No. Doctors died, like, three times at this point. I know, right? But, uh, so, I really do love this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, There's a lot, there's a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff on this one. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I know you... You don't like this doctor that much. Uh, he was <laughs> hold on, uh, kind hold on. of not. What? What makes you say that? 
Well, the fact that you say it constantly. Mm. Um, he was not exactly easy to work with either. <laughs> um, and the 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 director that they had for this uh, episode was so inexperienced with working with television and like was not used to the cramped conditions of their tiny shitty studio that mm. he collapsed during the shooting of the third episode. Oh. Um and well that as well as the fact that William Hartnell w- did not respect him at all. Yeah. Um because he was Hungarian and uh, William Hartnell wasn't exactly um a fan of the the non-English. Yeah, noted. Um lovely. So uh during the third episode they basically were like shit we need someone to replace someone needs to fucking direct this um they they found someone although no one remembers who it was cuz it's been so long ago mm-hmm. um basically they they went okay you we'll get someone else to finish uh, just this episode he was back by the next episode thankfully mm-hmm. um but they were like Hart- like Hartnell you need to be more like less of a dick like come on man like come on yeah um plus also this episode was the first instance of uh uh doctor who shooting on location they actually went to paris for some of these shots they Um, got that budget in the next uh, next bit i'll reveal which shots exactly but yeah what happens in the next episode i wonder sorry I just those fucking shots, man. Um, so this is my our favorite title of I think this entire uh, like series. I do love this title. Uh, The guests of Madame Guillotine. (laughs) Originally, it it was originally going to be just the guests, uh, the guests of uh, of the Guillotine. Oh, that's so. For some reason, someone decided that Madame Guillotine sounded better, and it It does. does. It does. So, so they make it to Paris, and we get the most realistic drone shots of Paris. <laughs> so realistic for their time. It's a photo. No, it's not. A, no, that one isn't even a photo. It was a drawing. It was a drawing that looked like a drone shot, and it was just so much to deal with. And then, <laughs> oh my god! And then we see a picture of a gu- guillotine, and it drops. The ch- crowd cheers, and we see another drone photo. This one's actually like a drawing, like ground level. So it's kind of like looking up at a bridge, and it's like kind of a photo drawing moment in time sort of thing of France. And then we see the crew again, and they're being charged of being. Found with the two guys traitors. with the trait with the two guys who were traitors, and that's what they're being charged with specifically being in the company of wanted traitors, and that's about it. And they are yep. to be guillotines because of it. They got to visit Mrs. Guillotine. They got they got to kiss Mrs. Guillotine. Um, let, let Madame Guillotine go to town on him. <laughs> oh, we made so many guillotine jokes. Um, they... We made so many French jokes. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, 
Mostly like in the second to third episode we did, yeah. Um, (laughs) So they put Ian in a separate cell and Barbara and Susan are put into another. And the jailer gets really close to Barbara. She's like, I'm real lonely. You want to come back to the to the back of the jail with me and she's like no fuck that and slaps him be honest were you kind of worried that it would go to like a mountain episode of keys of marinus again yes thankfully it doesn't (laughs) thankfully like they they let barbara be like a a somewhat strong woman and basically just slap him in the face yeah i there's there's a good reason why i i like Barbara, I think, out of all of the companions. She is the I, one with the most conviction, I would say. Yes. Ian, I mean, Ian has conviction, but he's kind of stupid. He kind of <laughs> goes with the flow and is more, yeah. like, just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Barbara slaps him, and Susan is scared because she doesn't have a man to protect her, and she's like, Oh no, where is the doctor and where is Ian? There's no one to protect us. And so Susan asks Barbara to pick her up so they can look out the prison window and all they see is a prison yard. And they're like, there's nothing there. How are we going to get out? Uh, And we cut back to the dirty kid having rescued the doctor from the fire and having somehow as like a little kid carried, I think... Gam and I estimated 160 to 180 pounds, i.e. 70 to 90-ish kilogram old man on his own. The French are fucking strong. Uh Uh-huh. And he's a frail old man. Mm. Still, it's amazing. If if you've ever tried to pick up, like, I don't want to say a dead body because that's (laughs) not what I mean. Have you ever tried to pick up an elderly man? (laughs) Have you ever tried to pick up a limp body? That is so hard. Uh, you... Have you ever tried to pick up a limp body? Uh, first question, why? Uh... <laughs> Second question, where is it buried? Uh, so the kid's basically like, hey, please come meet my mom and eat her food. She'll feed you. And the doctor's like, no. And then we find out it's Jean-Pierre. Um... Jean-Pierre! Jean-Pierre! And we see the doctor You say that as if it's, like, meant to be some sort of, like, like, uh, reference of, like, it's him, it's Jean-Pierre! No, I don't know. They just made, like, this whole thing about, like, my name's Jean-Pierre! And there was, like, a musical, like, lift there, and I'm like, okay? There's musical lifts all over the fucking place. Yeah, but it was just, like, he was supposed to be important, but he was- I don't know. Uh, so then we see the doctor walking around, and walking around, mm-hmm. and walking around through some grass, and- Well, it's a long way to Paris. Mm. And then we see Susan and Barbara uh, faking being asleep to hide from the guard, but then they start talking right after, and you would easily be able to hear them, especially in a very echoey chamber. Anyway, Susan Listen, is- they, that never comes up. <laughs> Uh, Susan is being optimistic, and Barbara is like, "What the fuck has gotten into you? Like, I don't <laughs> under what's gotten into you." Uh, and then Barbara finds a damp patch on the wall and thinks that it might lead to the sewer. So she tells Susan to look out for the jailer, and then Susan instantly goes, shh, 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 shh. 
Uh, because the jailer is walking by. No, because she's having a seizure, duh. <laughs> Ian is taking care of a man that's apparently been shot in the side and bleeding out. And Ian's like, you know, I could probably escape from here. Uh, much like many men in the current age who have watched Ninja Warrior and been like, yeah, I could do that. Listen, my like sixty-eight-year-old dad I mean, made that comment once, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "I mean, that is Ian's entire character. It is. He is that kind of guy. Yeah, who'd be like, oh, I can do this, and then yeah. eat shit trying to do it." <laughs> he asks Ian to promise to find James Sterling, and he has information. Sterling, Sterling. sorry. Remember, His I made in- the joke that I thought he said Jim Sterling. Okay, so I thought it, I thought it was just because it sounded like Sterling. Okay, Jim Sterling, uh, and <laughs> he has information about the future. Do you remember that information, Gim? Uh, something about people need to wear masks. Be beware. Um, <laughs> something about uh, there's, how there's, Germany there's, might fuck them. There's up. one day going to be a country called Germany. <laughs> How about how this superpower named McDonald's is going to have worldwide power? <laughs> um, and then he dies the first time, and then he accidentally blinks, and so his oh, <laughs> so then his head just falls over, and I started like choking on my own spit, wheezing, laughing about it. It was, it was so funny. much. And we thought that it might be because, like, he he went to play dead, realized he blinked, and then went, shit, what do I do? <laughs> it just falls over. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so the doctor's walking more, and then sees some people working and decides to talk to them. And apparently, they're all tax dodgers. And one person is presiding over them, forcing them to break down rocks or build a road. I wasn't really sure. Uh, and are constantly being told, you should finish whatever you're doing real quick because I have a pistol. And the doctor's like, you know what? I have some advice for you. And he's like, yeah, I'll take any advice you have. Like, that's so nice of you. And the doctor's like, you should get the fuck to work, too. It'll go faster. And he's like, excuse me? Um, so at this point he basically goes to the doctor and is like have you paid your taxes and the doctor doesn't say anything so he's like okay well I guess not here's a pickaxe get to work I have a gun it's like okay I guess that's just a thing Um, so Barbara's womanly hands are getting hurt from (laughs) digging too much at the rocks And so Susan and Barbara trade places, and as soon as Susan touches the rock, she's like, (laughs) after digging, like, one rock. Um, My hands, my supple, supple hands. My 60s womanly hands. They weren't made for this kind of labor. Uh, I am but a young (laughs) (laughs) 15-year-old. I am but a young, totally (laughs) 15-year-old. Oh, my God. 
I think I had more fun with this episode making fun of it than watching it. Although I think it was yeah. decent so far up to this point. Uh, the guard, yeah, keep going. the jailer brings them food and is like, hey, why do you have that blanket in the corner? And goes to grab it because it hid their hole. And then someone calls his name and he's like, oh, shit, and just runs off. Uh, <laughs> so some guy I later coined to name as Fancy Pants. Uh, walks in on Ian and asks how long the other man has been dead. Ian doesn't respond. Ian is then put in a chokehold and asked again how many hours he's been dead. Several hours, that's, apparently. That's Lemaitre. Or Lemaitre. Or Lemaire, depending on which actor is saying his name. Lemaire. <laughs> because they say it about seven different ways. Yeah, so fancy pants. Uh, <laughs> the... Fancy Pants asked the jailer what they were talking about. He's like, I didn't really hear it. It was kind of weird, but I knew they were talking. And so he takes the execution list from the jailer, gets the body removed from Ian's cell, and then gets Ian removed from the execution list, I believe. Yes. Uh, Barbara and Susan are finished eating their gooped and go to finish digging. And Susan freaks the fuck out because there's rats and they apparently smelled the food. And my first thought was, just give them the food. You didn't eat all of it. And they are the rats that make all the rules. And so she's freaked out. She's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to go down there. There's rats. And they decide to stop digging and just wait it out. Until they're, they're gonna... stinky, stinky rats. They're rats, and I don't want to down there. I don't want to get my hands dirty. <coughs> you good? Yeah, just you know, dying. Mm -hmm. Fair. I mean, everybody is, but fair. Uh, fair. Yeah. So the doctor hurts his back and starts to talk to the other tax evaders, and then talks to some guy specifically next to him and says. Follow my lead. And they talk to him. And then they're like, oh, look, it's the eclipse. You've heard about the eclipse, right? And the guard comes over and he's like, what? What What do you mean the eclipse? And I don't know if there was actually supposed to be an eclipse. <laughs> the or... eclipse. What? Did you just say the eclipse? It's an eclipse. <laughs> no. I worried. Keep going. All right, fine. Well, uh, they pickpocket the guard for a gold coin, then two. proceed two gold coins. Sorry, then proceed to throw it in the dirt, cover it with dirt, say, "Oh, look, we found hidden treasure!" And then the guard freaks out. He's like, "Don't dig! It's mine! It's mine! If I dig it up, you get out of here!" Uh, and then the doctor just hits him in the head with a fucking shovel. And while we do this, we zoom in on a single guy squinting really hard while there's a ding noise in the background. Yeah, there's, there's, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a vibration noise, but there wasn't. God. He's just asleep, though. It's fine. Uh, yeah, he's but, just having a little bit of a nap. But. That was the sleepy shovel. Yeah, the sleepy shovel. But the doctor puts the gold coins 
over his eyes, which is usually a sign of death and paying to cross the river sticks into hell. But he's just asleep. It's fine. Well, you know, uh, the French, they love hell. And then he keeps walking some more. And he's still walking. And then he sits he down. He walking. He sits down on a sign, and apparently it's five kilometers to Paris, which is about three miles. Uh, we then come back to Susan, and the jailer calls out for them to be guillotined, and they're marched away. And Ian's just kind of looking out a window, and he's like, Barbara, Susan, Jeff Bezos, <gasps> Bill Gates, dun, dun, dun. they got everybody. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. So, um, you know those shots of the doctor walking? Which ones? The ones where they were totally on a set? Uh, no, the ones where it, he, he was totally in Paris. Because... Uh, he totally was. Um, though there, there, there are many shots of the Doctor sort of walking away from the camera, sort of walking in actual environments, not sets. And uh, uh, it's not William Hartnell. It's a body double. Is it really? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uncredited, of course. Uh, uh, Brian Proudfoot, his name is. Uh, or was, probably. Um, so, an interesting fact about this one. This is another episode where episodes of it are missing. Um, mm-hmm. And But this one was deemed worthy enough, and there were so few episodes missing from it, that uh, uh, it was reanimated, and we'll get to that. But... Um, all of the, all the episodes... The prints for the episodes that were found were actually found in Cyprus... At a, a television station there in 1985. Um, mm-hmm. They originally had all six episodes, uh, but their copy of the fourth and fifth episode were destroyed in a bombing strike during the Cypriot Civil War. So, blame Cyprus for not having all six episodes of the French Revolution. Mm. Yeah, like, like when I when I say when I when I said that. Uh, these episodes were sort of found all around the world. I meant it. Like, they're fucking all over the fucking place these episodes were found. Because, mm-hmm. uh, basically, uh, some stations had the master print still uh, that they would have been sent. Um, some never got rid of it like they were meant to. So Some people recorded their and... TVs. Yeah, some people recorded their TVs, which is where you get... Um, uh, in instances before this whole animation of episodes started, there was a group of people who came together under Loose Cannon Productions mm-hmm. uh, who would essentially gather as much uh, material as they could, like uh, screenshots of people's TVs and uh, audio and uh, surviving footage wherever they could and basically piece together those missing episodes and uh, they'd give it away to free for people who wanted it, because obviously they couldn't sell it. Yeah. Um, fun fact, a uh, very young me uh, actually <laughs> got in contact with them to get a VHS of um, uh, The Wheel in Space, which is mm-hmm. entirely missing. Uh, or is it a few of most episodes? I can't remember. Um, and uh, they do a pretty good job with their prints. Let me just yeah. Um, but they eventually, when the BBC were like, okay, we're, we're, we're getting, 
uh, stuff together for to animate some of these and put like telesnaps of some of them. They were basically like, "Do you have any resources that would be able to help us?" And they were like, "Fucking yes! Here's all the shit we've gathered on these episodes. Use it. Use it mm-hmm. as much as you can. We want official Please. releases of these. Please things. help us." Yeah, like the the BBC have been really, really, especially with Doctor Who, they've been very, very good about fan interaction with this sort of thing. Um, like, I might get into it a little bit later on, near the end of the classic series, but um, mm. in the 90s and late 80s when Doctor Who was cancelled, there were a lot of fan videos and movies mm. that actually starred some of the actors from Doctor Who, because some of them just loved doing it, and some of them, mm-hmm. like, it, they were legitimately paid to do it. Um, and the BBC were never, like... It never got big enough that they had to step in and be like, come on, you, like, legally you guys can't do this. Yeah. Um, but they never even... Because obviously they could immediately stamp it all out and go, stop doing this. Yeah. Um, but instead, what they did was, like people, fans who came together to do, like, uh, audio plays and stuff that they wanted to do, that eventually grew to become big Finnish productions, who now do, like, a massive industry of audio plays and dramas, chief of which are their Doctor Who ones, because it's fucking run by fans. Like, when I say Doctor Who is, like, made by the fans, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> Like, people no. just kept building with this shit. I mean, we we mentioned before, like, when a series has been around for a certain period of time, eventually the fans start making that series. They start applying for those jobs. They become part of that series very quickly. Anyway, next episode, we're back in in the French, Frenchy revolution-y. A change of identity, part three of six. The the doctor has now made it to Paris, and we see people, two people in outfits of that are fancy looking, looking around and confused why the people that they were meeting there hadn't really showed up, and I didn't really understand what they were meeting for, but it was fine. We'll get to that. Uh, we see <laughs> Mister Fancy Pants come back and walk over and talk to the jailer, and. Uh, shoves the food away that he went to go give everybody. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, we need to figure out, like, what's going on. And we see Ian walk over to get his food and realize that the jailer, when he went to go uh, lock the door uh, so that he could go talk to Mr. Fancy Pants, and of course he was in a rush, because you gotta talk to Mr. Fancy Pants Instantly, if, or else, if Mr. Fancy Pants wants to talk to you, he wants talk to talk to, Mr. to you. Yeah, you now. talk to Mr. Fancy Pants. That's why he shoved away all the food, and he finds out that the he. I was like not really sure if the door was open or if that he just knew that there were keys in it, even though he would have known that the door's not see through. Well, he went to the door to figure out what was happening because he heard the door, like the guy jitter with the door, and he was no, like, "What? No, 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 what happened no, here?" And then no, he looked down no, and uh, saw the key. No, uh, he went to go get his food. I promise you, he went to go pick up his food, and the only thing I could think of was he could hear the keys jingling because the guy had ran away so fast. Uh, yeah. 
and he sees the keys, reaches out, takes them, and he does a smart. He does a smart. And he takes specifically his key, sticks another key in the lock, and pretends like nothing has happened and pockets his key. It so, took him a bit to find the hole, though. It, it did. It really did. He did some <laughs> practice, honestly. I don't think anyone ever taught him. Maybe the doctor could teach Poor him. Poor Eon. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> he almost drops the keys, by the way, as well. It's... We were doing this whole thing. We're like, oh, he's going to drop those keys. And then he almost fucking drops the keys. What do you mean, we? You were the one. Like, initially, yeah. he grabbed the keys. And you're like, oh, he's going to be dumb. He's not. And then you're like, oh, no, no, no. He's doing it. <laughs> and then he was putting them back. And you were like, he's going to drop them. And then he nearly drops Listen. them. You're like, ah. Oh, and then he didn't. It was like, whoa. You were fully hooked in this arc of Ian <laughs> taking the key. Listen, this was the royal we. We are in the French Revolution. This was the oh, royal we. If we're in the French Revolution, you do not want to be using the royal we. <laughs> I mean, what about the Do you not we? remember what happened to the royal family? What about the royal we we? I... God damn it, dear. <laughs> Shut up. I had to. I had to make the joke. So the jo- the jailer is going to be rewarded for everything that he's done, but oh no, he forgot his key. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. He he gets his keys back and everything's fine. Uh, we see Susan and Barbara being dragged off to kill, uh, standing in a cart, and the horse apparently throws a shoe, so they decide to make a run for it, but also yeah. Susan is really sick. And her head is splitting, and her back is aching, and all this stuff. And I was just sort of Listen, like, "Listen, she's okay. getting old. She's nearly sixteen. Oh. <laughs> with with what is Thursday? I will kill you for that." <sighs> so, <laughs> what are you turning sixteen on Thursday? I'm turning 30. Are you saying I'm a fucking elder? No, I'm saying she is, because she's turning 16. I'm saying you're ancient. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so, I was kind of annoyed that Susan isn't willing to, like, run away. She's too sick. Even though, like, dying is slightly worse than having a headache. And the people in capes we saw earlier come in and save them. They shoot all the <gasps> guards. Yeah! What a rescue team. Woohoo! And they do this like weird loop around the set to make it look like they went to another set, which was actually kind of cool to me. They yeah, yeah. they sort of went in one door and then moved where the camera was so that when they went down the same hallway they came in, it looked like a different area. And I was just like, okay, that's kind of smart, honestly. That's a good way to save budget without having to do, like, a whole lot. We cut back to the doctor looking into a window of a clothing shop. And the shop's owner, owners like Robespierre, Robespierre, oh boy. And they're like, have you seen the guillotining today? And he's like, oh no, I haven't. Have you? And he's like, no, no. I had to work all day. 
Darn being a shopkeeper when all the good guillotining is happening. Look, you can even see the prison from here. And he points out the prison. Uh, the doctor prison. then pretends to be not... some someone he doesn't... I didn't really hear what it was. We started talking and making jokes. He and... pretends to be a, a, basically a regent of a far-off province. Thank you. Uh, he says he has no money and will trade all of his clothes to the shopkeep even his ring which they kind of make a whole point of and I sort of thought it was like special to him but then they I never bring it up kind kind is but that's not in this episode okay we'll get to that we even we get him to trade the ring uh, Susan and Barbara are then taken into a house where some lady and a guy uh, named John are holding them, and one of the other guys is named Jewel. Much, Jewel. much like the things you hit the sick vape off of, like our many French ancestors. This is a and very modern show. Very. They say that they're really? going to take them away so that they can get out of there, and they're like, no! What about Ian? And then we cut to Ian... Uh, who calls out to the jailer, and because he didn't get a response one time, he opens the door to leave. And then we find the jailer is drunk! Drunky, 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 drunk. Ian is scooting around pillars, because of course, peripheral vision doesn't exist. And we see Fancy Pants come back in, and apparently he saw Ian leave, and it was his plan the entire time! <gasps> what do you uh, mean it was his plan the entire time? Don't don't spoil this fucking he, episode. No, he literally goes, video. "Okay, now I can follow you." You're spoiling the episode, like we haven't even gone to the bit where he actually follows him. <laughs> Susan and Barbara are pointing at a map and being like, "This is how we arrived." Blah blah blah. We came in from here, and they're like, hmm, "That's weird." But apparently they revealed that a soldiers had discovered the escape route of the quote-unquote insurgency that Jules and Jean and everyone are, like, are, are like doing. And mm -hmm. apparently there's now an informant somewhere in the crew, and they're like, wow, we should figure out who that is. And Susan keeps getting headaches and needs sleep. And at this point, I went, you know what? I think she's sick, honestly, but, you know, whatever. Hey. She's yes. got the plague. She's got the plague. And, and it there's... opened up her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it closed her eyes very hard. Yeah. There's, there's a knock at the door, and a man named Leon comes in to talk to them. And I believe yeah. he's, he's stripey fancy pants. Right? I, okay, yeah, yeah. So he's the one in the very stripy fancy pants clothes. And they talk about how there's another man who's been asking for this other guy. And Barbara then comes in to meet him and he does the whole hand smooch. And he obviously wants her to touch his baguette. And he wants to split her like a guillotine and just all this stuff. My love. <laughs> the doctor. Has walked into the prison at this point with a feather hat. No, not just one feather, three feathers in his hat, a cape. Oh, yeah. 
the like ribbon that he's an emissary across his chest and he's, he's a upset very extra man he's upset that no one has taken care of him and so on because he's also a fancy pants now and the jailer's yes. like why didn't you like ask for someone and he's like i did like what are you talking about like no one has taken care of me what the fuck and they just they they keep like talking back and forth and he explains that Ian escaped and attacked the jailer. And the second Fancy Pants, the first one, walks up behind them and is like, uh, what the heck? Give me your papers. And the doctor is asked to come along to the execution and also to come meet Rob Robespierre. And come then- meet Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and then at this point we cut back to sexy man with Barbara and we realized he was wearing shorts and I hated it. Listen, his outfit looked great except for the fact he was wearing shorts. They were like in slightly above the knee capri shorts and it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, then they want to give Robespierre the doctor's ring because it's evidence against a traitor. So they offer to give it to the jailer, and he's like, oh, hold up. I'll I'll hold get up. Fancy Pants to talk to you. And then I believe this is where the episode ended. You because sure? I'm pretty sure because of the next thing I freaking wrote. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the whole shopkeeper coming in. Mm-hmm. Telling him, telling, speaking to Le Maire, Le Mate. Mat, so, so, okay, then I may not have written that down, I guess. They basically... Okay, I'll, I'll fill it in then. The, 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 the tailor from earlier who the doctor got his clothes from comes into the jail to, to be like, hey, I want to speak to someone in charge. And Le Maire goes basically, hey, I'm in charge, speak to me. Let's go speak in private. Uh, because and because the the tailor is like, I have information on a traitor, <laughs> and his hand goes out. The camera zooms in, and we see the doctor's ring in his hand. <gasps> yeah. Episode finish. Yeah, about the same. It's so, uh, uh, at the end of that episode, because uh, um, shit gets wild after this episode. Shit does get wild. Um, so originally it was actually um, William Russell who played Ian. It was originally his suggested idea to have the, uh, a single story set in the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, which, also, fun fact, uh, he was on holiday during the filming of the second and third episode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> which is why he barely oh. shows up in it. Yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense now. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, other than that, um, so uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise you to tell you that an original working title for the story was just the French Revolution. Mm. Who could have seen it's that? It's called coming? the Reign of Terror because it is more specifically about the Reign of Terror rather than uh, mm-hmm. the French Revolution itself because they don't deal with the whole aristocracy being overthrown and yeah. gutted. They they uh, deal they more deal with, with Robespierre. Yeah, they meal, deal more with Robespierre and his downfall and sort of the the struggle between uh, Robespierre's military 
dictatorship and sort of the people being like, hey, this isn't really what we fought for. Can we maybe go for stop? what we fought for? Um, <laughs> maybe can we stop? Maybe we can uh, stop. <laughs> uh, would be would be would be nice. Uh, but um, also the story originally was a replacement for a different six-part story that uh, one of the directors of Doctor Who was going to write that would have been set in during the Spanish Armada instead. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm more glad they did this because the French Revolution... I, I believe they decided to do this one over the Spanish Armada because they were like, uh, kids know the French Revolution. Like, it's yeah. not something they really need to explain what it is. I... Whereas, so... like, the Spanish Armada, they probably would have had to explain a little bit more to kids. So I come from the land of stupid, right? So for me, I wasn't really explained a lot of the French Revolution. I was more explained World War One, World War Two, and the okay, American um, Revolution. So let me finish. So mm-hmm. you kind of figured this out as we went, especially like with the last episode and everything that happened. Um, and I, there was a lot of like, oh, like I didn't know these things and it's just kind of like i thought the french revolution was literally just screwing with the aristocracy and that was about it I, well the the french revolution is such a lot well it's 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 a it, it honestly is one of my favorite periods um i do really love it and i really should get back into studying it because i haven't studied it in years since like high school mm-hmm. um but it is it is such an all-encompassing like <laughs> there, there are like there are the specific sections of it. Like the reign of terror is literally because Robespierre went fucking nuts mm. um, and became a paranoid dictator and ruled through fear. Um, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, the, some would say that the French Revolution lost its way, and I mean that's ultimately why Robespierre got the ultimate fate that he did. Yeah. Uh, and why we got good old Napoleon coming in, coming swaggering on in after him a few years. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, the, spoilers yeah, for it's, history, it's, by the way. It's like spoilers for history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it the episode. I, I, I guess for English school kids back in the sixties. They would have known more about the French Revolution than uh, than an American from the nineties would, uh, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know how comprehensive the American uh, education system is on the French Revolution. I know what the Australian one is, and it's pretty decent. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a well, I, I don't want to say it's a great period of history because it's a rather bloody part of history it's an interesting but it's a, it's a very interesting part of history and it's uh one that that people still like honor and uh, think about to this day um anyway mm-hmm. throughout the first part of this episode you were going this is getting very cartoony and then I sort Ooh. of went hey, you, you you think it's getting cartoony now mm-hmm. and then episode four happened. What happened in episode four, dear? Hey, Gam, refresh me real quick. What did they do to recreate the lost episodes? They animated them, dear. They animated them. You want cartoons? I'll give you cartoons. 
I freaked out for a little bit, like a good you little did. bit. <laughs> you really did. And it's part of the reason why I saved, like, as soon as you said it, I wanted to say, well, the late, a few of these episodes were actually animated, but I was like, you know what, maybe I should keep it and, like, wait till just before it's revealed, mm-hmm. just to sort of refresh it in my mind. I mean, I probably uh, still would have freaked out, but it's a mix between rotoscoping and pulling and smudging on anchors to just have a single frame of a face to make it move. So, like, mm-hmm. you're, like, moving the lips with, like, a smudge tool to make it look like it's talking and rotoscoping. And it's really jarring at first. It gets better. But then there's parts where, like, things are not drawn well and people in the background look like Satan. And it's just like, oh, my God. <sighs> I mean, everyone also looks really oily. It's no, oh my god! I no, it's just that they're, they're not oily. They're just they're really shiny. They're, they're drawing the accurate lighting that was in the studio yes. because the the lights were way too fucking bright Damn. always for all those episodes. The doctor looked like the old women in any Ghibli movie. I mean, yeah, you got a problem with that? They gave him anime eyelashes, and it was so much to take in at first. To put it in perspective, I, I kind of made the joke that uh, for the the f- uh, front-on um, profile shots of characters, it basically they look like VTubers. Yeah, um, they do. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they used a similar program <laughs> to get that effect. Honestly, um, maybe. Considering this is back in 2013, though, probably not. Um, but anyway, what happens? Well, I mean, episode, like something to the effect of that. Episode four. Come on. There's episode animation, and there's so much work to be done. And the doctor is talking to Robespierre at this point. Like, if you keep killing people, like even more enemies will pop up. For every one you kill, like five are gonna pop up. So maybe stop being crazy. And then Robespierre says some stuff, and he's fucking crazy and wants to kill everyone. And he's like, there were, like, 40 executions, like, today. Like, I'm doing so good. (laughs) I'm good killer, me. I'm doing so good killing all these traitors. And then we cut back to Susan, and she's being sleepy in a chair, and everyone's just kind of looking around. And I know that the animation was trying to mimic the cuts of the show, but they keep zooming back and forth between, like, two people's eyes and Barbara's eyes, and then when Barbara speaks, they zoom in on her mouth, and it's kind of jarring. It is a bit at first. And then everyone's kind of just looking around, and they bring Susan a glass of wine to make her feel better, and just makes her feel better, and I'm like, you know, if she's dehydrated and sick, wine is not Gonna fix that, but okay. She's uh, fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's absolutely fine. She's so fine. many characters die in this episode. They are looking for someone that they can trust, and Jewel is not back yet, and so they're upset, and Barbara wishes striped fancy pants well, and walks away to go sit with Susan, and there's like a fake, not f- it, very quick sort of romance between them. They're like, I'll miss you. 
be good while you're gone. I wish you well. Sort of thing. And it's just like, uh, huh? And My love. Susan apparently wasn't actually sleeping. She was just dozing. And she pretty much goes, Barbara, you like Leon, don't you? You <laughs> like <laughs> you. Kiss, kiss, you want to marry <laughs> him. And then Susan knocks her out. <laughs> so they leave the room. And then there's suddenly two people at the window. And they sneak in a body. And then close up the room, close the curtains, and they pull the bag off of this person's head, and wow, it's Ian. Ian? Ian. The doctor and first and foremost fancy pants are talking, and Robespierre is still wanting to talk to the doctor, and he's like, mm, I don't really want to go. And fancy pants is like, no, you should stay. And they put the doctor in one of the soldiers' rooms and tells Fancy Pants to meet So This is where they were talking about the shopkeeper giving him the ring. Yes. He okay, was talking so, about it, yes. Yeah, he was talking about it, but like this was actually where they give the shopkeeper gives him the ring. Yes. Uh, and the shopkeep is like, I'm suspicious of the doctor, and... They also get upset that Fancy Pants wants to keep the clothing and the ring because he paid for those. And then Fancy Pants just gives him money and just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, fuck off. And he sends him out another door so that no one could see him leave. Then Barbara comes into the room that Ian is and is like, wow, and hugs him. And then they're all confused as how Barbara and Ian know each other. And they're like, Ian said that, like, you were looking for a guy. That's why we went to find you. And it's like, that has nothing to do with um, why I'm here to find Barbara. Like, these are two separate mm -hmm. things. You just happened to find me. Yep. And they're like, who are you looking for? And he tells him who they're looking for. And they're like, I don't know who that is. And one of the guy sort of just keeps glancing off into the distance. And I was like, he's suspicious. And then it never comes up again. Then they argue about how England is fighting with France and then how actually England is fighting with France against France and all this stuff. And <laughs> then John's like, I'll follow the trail of the doctor and try to find him for you so that you could all leave and everything will be okay. Ian is happy that a doctor is coming to see Susan and Barbara comes in and they all have wine again because they wouldn't be French without it. Because this is France. The doctor has decided to sneak out, uh, but gets caught by Fancy Pants. And Fancy Pants likes, pretty much goes, hey, let's go to breakfast, and then let's go see Robespierre. And the doctor's like, I don't really want, okay, I guess I'll go. Uh, Ian is now in fancy clothing, instead of what he had. And there's a message from Leon that the doctor won't, the physician, sorry, the physician won't come to see Susan and yes. they should take Susan to him and they state that Barbara should take Susan because Ian is suspicious and Ian's like mm, I don't like it this way and they're like well that sucks to suck we should do it this way anyway and they're like okay so we cut to <laughs> hmm 
yeah, he's just like, I don't like it this way. And then and then Jewel just goes, well, fuck you. We're doing it this way. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. They they actually do. And it's amazing. The doc, the physician says that Susan has like a fever chill and they aren't really sure how she got it. And mm-hmm. also she has like wounds on her hands. So like, hmm, that's weird. And the doctor's like, you know what would help you in this time of your need? A good bloodletting. And he leaves to go get leeches. Susan pretty much goes, I don't like him. Can we leave? And then they try to leave and he's locked them in. And then the doctor instantly turns them all in. And we cut back to Barbara and Susan gently pulling on the door and going, wow. This door is is stronger than I would have thought it was. And the guards <laughs> show up to the door and then take them both. And that that's it. That's a whole that, like that's... bam bam bam. It just all happens right right after everything's, the other. Everything's happening. This is an episode where things happen. Things have happened. <clears throat> uh, uh 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 Ian uh. is is then told where Leon is and is drawn up a map to go meet him. And Susan is taken to a cell, and Barbara is to be questioned. She's then being questioned by the doctor. And instead of pretending to stay who they are in character and not get caught, they start going, Doctor! Susan! Doctor! Susan! Oh my gosh, I've missed you so much! Right by the open window of the door, giving themselves away instantly. To who, dear? To Fancy Pants. Yeah. Uh, Lemaire is standing behind the door listening in because he set this up. That's why why the doctor was allowed to, um, uh, what's it called? Interrogate. (laughs) Yes. That that is the word. So we then see Ian walk into the church and guess what, Gam? What? It's a trap. <gasps> and then the episode cuts there. Well, well, it's a trap set by who? Oh, uh, a stripy fancy pants. Leon. Also known as Leon. Yeah. Stripy fancy pants. And a whole bunch of guards with guns. I mean, if the guards didn't have guns, I'd be concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Uh, so the the as you said the animation the animation for all these reanimated um episodes aren't done by the same people they're all mm-hmm. done by different studios which is weird to me um it it's also kind of obvious <clears throat> in some places no 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 i mean like so so all the animation for this episode the the reign of terror was done mm-hmm. by one studio Okay. But epi- so, other episodes that have animated sequences are done yeah. by different studios. Um, I was going to say, for me, me, like, like as an why? artist, you could kind of tell when it's like, this is one artist, and that's another, and that's another. Well, it's not really like, this is one artist and this is another. It's more like, this is one style they're doing. Because it's like, th- you're right, it's like three different styles of animation they're doing. There's pure rotoscoping, where they've literally taken surviving footage and screen caps and just 
traced over it to get the the footage. Uh, then there's the the profile shots with the uh, moving mouth animation, and then mm. there's the kind of blend of the two where they uh, rotoscope an image uh, of a a pose of either from the episode itself or from just any sort of production photo of uh, the show and uh, do basic animation through that. Um, mm-hmm. It can be a bit jarring at first, which, yes. Um, <laughs> but again, <laughs> Th- you get used to it. That's all there is. Yes. Y- yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, this, this is one of those purely historical Doctor Who episodes. Um, I kind of miss them because they don't do them anymore. Um, they don't do pure historicals yeah. anymore. They they kind of stopped after the second Doctor. Uh, mm. Now it's like if we do something historical, there's aliens involved. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Which like, like I understand, but also like I kind of would still like a purely historical episode well, every now and then. Okay, let's bring up the the big historical episode that every fucking artist knows in the world. Did that one have aliens? I don't think it did. They just went yes. and met him. Did it? Yeah, it had the, the fucking invisible alien that only Van Gogh could see because he was right. enlightened. Right. You're right. <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. Like they, they now have these uh historical episodes, but they tack on aliens to it. And it's like you don't mm-hmm. really need to do that. Like people aren't gonna be bored if there's not an alien in it. Yeah. Just make the historical bit interesting, which they fucking did with Van Gogh, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I still like that one. Um, I mean, I, there's parts of it that I feel they glorify a little bit too much, um, <clears throat> but I, I just miss the pure historical. Like the, the but the 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 biggest part about this one that I love is that it's the first time in a pure historical that the Doctor basically dresses up to wear period appropriate attire, which yeah. continues with the. Uh, upcoming episodes a lot of them we won't get to see because mm. unfortunately most of, of the historical ones got uh scrapped uh but uh even the very last one where he does it uh we don't get to see because it's completely Aww. missing <laughs> uh which is a shame because that's him in the highlands with the scottish and it's great and that's when are he there, meets jamie are there maybe great. screenshots of it there are there are screenshots. I mean, would if you, be if you want, we could we could watch telesnaps instead of an animated. But I have a feeling you would be no. incredibly fucking bored by it. Yes. Uh, no. What I was going to say is maybe we should make a master post of them, like on Patreon or something, since we're talking about this now. I mean, maybe. I, just I mean, a, we'll, a small thing. I, I, like I just really. Them. I just. I mean, I'll send them to you. I just really oh, love uh, these this episode specifically because. Well, it it feels like William Hartnell is having fun acting like he's acting essentially, mm-hmm. uh, acting like a fancy pants, acting like he's bossing people around, even though he was like that in real life as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we gotta keep going. Episode five, next one, mm. next one, uh, bigger, bigger. Everyone's gonna die. The episode. So stripy outfit men that liked Barbara Leon. Uh, puts Ian in handcuffs and asks for information. And then we also cut to the doctor and Susan, because they're in the jail, and they're talking about how they were found, and they were literally revealing everything, 
And if Susan leaves her cell, the jailer will be guillotined. The guillotine. Yep. Uh, he tells the doctor tells Barbara to walk straight out the door, and the fancy pants left to go meet Robespierre. Robespierre. So the doctor pretty much goes to the jailer and says that Barbara will tell them everything. And the jailer, he makes it seem like it's the jailer's idea. The jailer comes up with the idea of just letting her walk away so that they follow her. Mm, big mm. brain. Mm. What a clever idea that the jailer came up with. So clever. He's such a clever jailer. Such a uh, the handsome, door, clever jailer. So handsome and clever. The door opens and Barbara just walks out as she was told. And mm-hmm. the... That one guy that saved them, Jewel, uh, comes back to the house and doesn't find Ian. So he's really scared that Ian was caught or something. And then we cut back to Ian and he's arguing with the guards and Fancy Pants comes up and he's like, my guys have really bad tempers. So you got like one chance. stripey Fancy Pants. Yes, stripey Fancy Pants. Um... Comes back and pretty much goes, you got like one chance to save yourself. And that's to tell me who you are, who sent you, and how'd you get here? And then he literally just tells them, we flew in the sky in a box through time. Well, he was like, (laughs) you're not going to believe me if I tell you the truth. He's like, I don't care. Tell me the truth. Yeah. And so he snaps his fingers to kill Ian. And then Jewel comes out of the corner. With a pistol, like and a fucking them Rambo. All. He like fucking, fucking shoots French Revolution them all. Rambo, like bam, <laughs> <laughs> bam. And then he throws his pistol at him. <laughs> that is and so it's great because I because you specifically like a few episodes earlier were like he th- these pistols like they're only designed for one shot like why don't they just overwhelm them like they can only use one <laughs> shot and then they're basically yeah. useless and then in this episode they're like he shoots it once he, he has someone else about to shoot him so he throws his fucking gun at them uh-huh then picks up another gun and shoots the other the blast guy <laughs> and the the yep. other big thing for me is I was like you know, this being animated, I'm sad that I didn't see the real version of this. That is the real sad thing, uh, that, that a lot of these bits uh, are missing. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see while you're just explaining the plot if I can find, because there is some surviving footage of the episode. Uh-huh. I'll see if maybe that is one of them. Yeah. So keep telling, keep telling us what happens. So he tells Ian that Barbara and Susan have been captured, of course. And the doctor goes to, over to talk to Susan and she's like, I don't recognize you. Oh, wait, you're my grandfather. And the jail walks around their conversation and everyone goes, it's OK. And the doctor comes up and the jailer asks, why didn't you follow Barbara, I thought that was the plan. And he's like, excuse me, you thought I was going to follow Barbara? You said you were going to follow Barbara. And they literally just go back and forth going, wait, no, you said, no, you said you would do that. No, you said you would do that. Why me? I'm fancy. Like, what the shit? Like, what? And (laughs) 
there's this whole thing and he's like, oh, well, shit, I fucked up now. And he's like, okay, well, what if we release Susan and then we actually follow her? And the jailer's like, no, if we let Susan out, I'm going to be guillotined. Like, sorry. And yeah, he's like, hang on, it didn't work the first time. Because but we it'll didn't, work we didn't the second time. But what if we do it a second time? See, we're but, actually communicating now, so now it'll yeah, work. But the jailer is too handsome and too smart to fall for it. So handsome and smart. Anyway, Robespierre is back, and Fancy Pants has come to talk to him. And Robespierre talks about how traitors are indicting other members of something and taking sides, and they're going to stop Robespierre from talking. And then there was a really Please important Robespierre. Robespierre. And there was a really important date, and I don't know what it was. And I was really upset because I'm sleepy and Game was making fun of me. And Fancy Pants leaves, and then he casually chats with the guards about something, and he goes, and then he leaves. Uh, and then Ian Bas- and. Hmm? Basically, the, okay, so what he says is, he Rosefear basically goes, Tomorrow, the 27th of July, 1794, which, if you know history, is essentially the day that Rosepierre basically fell apart and got killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's literally referred to as the fall of Robespierre. Yeah. I mean, I assumed as much, but I sort of thought that it was something more than that, so I was just like, I don't... And I and you told me to stop googling it, and I was upset. Well, because I I asked if you knew what it was, and then you were like, "Nope." And then I I was like, "Don't you fucking dare google it, because it'll spoil what happens in the episode, which it would have." It was obvious I was gonna happen. Anyway, Ian and Joel get back to the house. Apparently, Barbara's there. She explains what the fuck is happening and asks what was up with Ian. And then she's upset that they killed Leon. And then they're like. Uh, they we all get into a fight about Robespierre and the revolution and how things are good and bad and how it's not black and white and everything's fine. And she's upset that they murdered him. And then they're like, well, he was a traitor. He was going to kill Ian. And Ian's like, he was going to fucking kill me. So, like, I'm right to be upset. And Barbara's like, yeah, well, I wanted his baguette. So I'm also right to be upset. So, like, this isn't going anywhere. <sighs> we still have his baguette. <laughs> Anyway, the doctor and the jailer are now having a weird stare down, and the doctor suddenly says that Susan has escaped because he made her hide behind a door, and then he hits the jailer over a head with a jug, and the jailer falls, and suddenly the military show up with fancy pants, and he pretty much goes, it's about time we had a talk, eh? And he flubs his lines again. I mean, when doesn't he, to be honest? Honestly. The fancy pants shows the doctor his clothes and ring and says, excuse me, uh, what is all this? And he's like, I don't fucking know. And they just go back and forth a lot. Like, hey, I have your granddaughter and we're talking and shit about catching up. And he asks the doctor to help him for the release of Susan. And he wants to turn over Jewel. But the doctor's like, no. Then he's like, this is not your choice sort of thing and then we got to ian and barbara talking about waiting around for the doctor and susan to come back because they haven't you know come back yet and barbara just makes the offhand comment of like 
I am so tired of death. <laughs> and there's like a pause, and I'm like, all right. It's like, oh, and- okay. <laughs> Jewel is back, and he says that there's no sign of their friends whatsoever. And they're like, you've been through this before. And he's like, actually, I'm not part of the aristocracy. I'm in the middle. I'm some class in the middle, but I don't like anarchy. Anarchy bad. <laughs> and then the doctor and suddenly- thus, neoliberal capitalism was born. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor suddenly walks in with fancy pants next to him. Da-da! Da-da! Uh, you forget the specific words that Jewel says. Hmm. Your friend has betrayed us. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but like, I, I'm sorry that I don't think every single line matters. I mean, it's a pretty good line. He's betrayed us. We have been betrayed. Please do not betray. Please not betray. <laughs> Uh, so, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, uh, the shots in Paris were actually on location, and uh, it was a, a, a stunt double, essentially, for the Doctor. Uh, so, in order to get, like, uh, William Hartnell's movements down-packed of, like, how he would walk as the Doctor, he essentially shadowed his movements for, like, for 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 a while, I think uh, an episode or two, uh, mm-hmm. just so he like he could get it down packed. And according to the actress who called who who played Susan, William Hartnell fucking hated it. He could <laughs> not stand it. Good, uh, like it, it. I mean, the, the act normally he does not like people getting in his way or being around him, but mm-hmm. especially if it's like someone. Uh, trying to specifically copy him. It's like, Uh whoops, that's gonna piss him off. (sighs) I mean, at this point, what doesn't piss him off? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, next episode. The final episode. What happens? The final episode. It's the prisoners of the concierge. It's a betrayal. They... They apparently, though, came alone and unarmed and as a friend and everyone's like, what? And he reveals that he's actually Jim Sterling. <gasps> he was Jim Sterling all along? He reviews video games for a living. The British spy? Which, <laughs> yes. fun fact, uh, they made because James Sterling sounds like James Bond? It's kind of a pun. Really? Because sterling is a currency and Bond is yeah, like a okay. form of currency. I don't care anymore. This and pun sucks. No, no, no. Because yeah, I need to give into context okay. of why they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you do you know uh, when this episode was made? No. Uh it was made in 1964. Do you know what else was made in 1964? Was it James Bond? It, it might be James Bond. Which one? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> no. Uh, it was it was Goldfinger. Goldfinger was um uh, being uh, made at the. It was. I believe it wasn't finished. It was being made at the same time as this episode. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm keeping historical context here. This episode was made at the same time as Goldfinger. 
Yeah. Apparently, he's been planning everything. Got Ian out of jail. Got him the key. He's the spy. He didn't know if he could trust Ian or any of them. And Fancy Pants says that Susan was already out of prison and back. And so on and so forth. And all of the shocking information. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, and then Ian finally kind of relays the fucking message that this entire thing has kind of been about since second episode. And apparently yep. they were friends, the guy that died and uh, Jim Sterling. Jim Sterling and... just wanted to give him a smooch, but he couldn't mm -hmm. anymore. And then he was also like, mumble, mumble, other things I can't remember, even though this is so fucking important. And... He also needs to know something else, and Robespierre sent for him, and there's a plot to dispose him, or sorry, depose him, and they decide to plan so a reception person. meeting for whatever the fuck at the place where they got the information from Mumbly Guy. Sorry, my brain just jumbled a minute ago. Um, okay. No. So, we have another episode to do. I'm not okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> we get information about an inn that is what Ian remembers about it being in an inn and where they were going to meet someone about something. So they're like, okay, let's go just plan a reception meeting for whoever the fuck this is going to be and Ian and the crew Eon. decide to go to the inn and it says some stuff but it's cut off by Joel saying fuck off we'll do it like just whatever because Fancy Pants was like let's plan all of these things and Jules just like stop fucking talking like we've got this like go away <laughs> so it's <laughs> A two-hour ride or something, and something about riding around a forest, but it's apparently storming. And the inn is now set, with Jules smoking a pipe, Barbara being a maid, giving Come people on, you wine. Could have at least, you could have said that Jewel was smoking a vape. You know what? I could have. Uh, apparently, the innkeeper is being held in the wine cellar, bound and gagged. And we see that Ian is drilling a hole in the wall for some reason. And I thought it might be to put a gun through so that they could shoot someone, even though they can't change history. And I didn't really understand it, but it's whatever. And then the guy, one of the men that they're meeting up with, finally shows up around closing time. And Barbara's like, would you like anything? And he's like, wine. And there's only going to be two of us, so wine for two people. And she's like, okay. So the guest comes up on a horse. Jewel has left at this point, and he's entirely wrapped up. His face is wrapped up for stealth reasons. And Gam at this point was like, who do you think it is? And I'm like, is it fucking Napoleon? And he just went, maybe. And, and I was like, okay. So they're not really sure who it is. They can't really figure it out. He walks into the room, and then... He's like, are you ready to talk? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he takes off the mask, and I didn't really understand who it was. 
And <gasps> <laughs> it's I didn't you. Really it's you. You. Oh my god, it's Soldier Boy. It's Soldier Boy. He is a Soldier Boy. That is true. Uh, he walks back out to like look around the inn and make sure that no one's followed him. And Ian's like, oh, holy fuck, Barbara. It's Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, and then we made two very specific jokes about... Did we? Yes. Hello? Uh, Notices your Napoleon Bonaparte? Oh, notice is your your Napoleon complex. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, apparently, Robespierre is to be arrested and executed, and they're going to shut him the fuck up. And Fancy Pants apparently is upset that Napoleon is going to take over power because he's crazy and wants everything. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound like Napoleon. And Fancy nah, Pants says that Robespierre is better than Napoleon. So, we gotta, like, not let them fuck up his shit. So, Ian goes with Fancy Pants, and everybody else will meet them outside of the prison so that they can leave. And Barbara's like, (laughs) It's so funny that we're making all these plans to change history, even though no matter what, history will happen. And then we cut to Robespierre freaking out in his office, locking himself in with a pistol. They arrest him, and... Fancy Pants and Ian show up while he's ranting, and then there's a gunshot, and then he comes out, and they shot his fucking jaw off, and I was not really prepared you for that. You weren't ready. <laughs> you, you weren't ready, were you? No, because I didn't know that that was a thing that happened, because American history class in school is very, very bad and very American-centralized, so I no, I did not know he got his jaw shot off. Forgive me I, I, for not knowing that. I, I, it, it doesn't. Okay, here's the thing. It, it doesn't show anything. It shows no, him with well, like fake blood in his hands, holding his jaw. That's all it is. But like the idea of it, like, because this is a history is, episode. Yes, but it, it's not. It didn't exactly happen like that. Yeah. Um, no one knows if, like, he actually in- did it himself, or mm-hmm. if, like, it was a result of the skirmish that happened. Because, again, it wasn't just, like, him by himself being arrested. It was, like, him and all of his allies. Yeah. Like, I think there was, like, 50 or 60 of them. Mm-hmm. They were all arrested at the same time. Like, this was a proper coup. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, he didn't die from that, though. He did not yeah. die from that. No. Which... Youch. Just, just in general. Yeah. Youch. Fucking hurts. Mm. Uh, they we cut back to Barbara and the doctor, and <laughs> are they're trying to get Susan out, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to rain again," and why did I write? Okay, I, I'm sorry. I don't understand my notes sometimes. I see you haven't heard the nerve yet. The news, the nerve. What? <laughs> that Okay, William Hartnell flubbed his line there. Oh, he said, right. I heard, see you haven't heard the nerve the, at news yet. The news, the nerve. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, and him flubbing his lines appears sense. to have made you flub your brain. <laughs> 
I mean, that's not hard to do. The doctor comes in and talks about how he's part of the plan and is part of Robespierre's downfall to the jailer. And they're like, you fucked around with, like, Robespierre and, like, helped him do stuff. So arrest this man! And the doctor is such a fucking asshole. And they keep arguing back and forth, really, about, like, I could get you killed. And he's like, I didn't do anything. He's like, yeah, but I could still get you killed. Like, that's the whole conversation. And I fucking hate this doctor. Oh, come on. He's not that bad. He's such an asshole. This whole episode is literally because he threw a hissy fit. I, well, I, mm, not entirely. Mm. Uh, he, like, he just he, had an elderly person moment. <laughs> an elderly hissy fit. Sorry. Uh, we, he gets all the prisoner released so that all of Robespierre's friends can also be captured and put in the jail cells. Yeah. And Barbara's off in the distance watching shit go down. And there's another bit of revolution happening over there, watching Robespierre being taken into prison, and everyone's like, yeah! Woo! Fuck you! Woo! The reign of terror the is distance. over! The reign of terror is over! Woo! Soon we shall conquer all of Europe! <laughs> <laughs> Jules is apparently coming with a carriage, and the Doctor and Susan are to meet them. And we finally mm-hmm. see Susan again after so long. And she sees Robespierre being brought in, and she's freaked out, of course, because, I mean, she's Susan. <laughs> and they leave, and they have this sort of weird interaction about how everyone was in fear yesterday, but today. And then they just leave. Like, they, he doesn't finish the line. They just leave. He's like, ah, uh, that doesn't matter. You know, it's whatever. Bye. Barbara is then seeing, talk, talking to Fancy Pants about where they're going to be left, and he's like, you're from Britain. I'm going back to Britain. Like, let's go together. Like, it's fine. She's like, no, leave me in the trees. It's fine. And then we get another perfect drone shot of yep. a aerial view of a totally not drawn at all part of Paris overlaid with pictures of one person in a horse-drawn carriage. Mm-hmm. Totally realistic. I mean, it's exactly and, what happens. And everyone gets back to the ship, and everyone's speculating about what could have happened if we changed the past, and, like, if we shot a gun at Napoleon, the bullet probably would have missed. And if we had told Napoleon things were going to happen, either he would have thought people were crazy... Or the letter would have gone missing, or he just would have forgotten about it. Like, history always writes itself. Mm. And then there's stars, and they talk about how their history is to be in the stars. And it was kind of a weird ending until you reminded me that this was a season finale. And then the next episode is called The Planets of the Giants. And see. Yeah. Pretty scary, huh? So scary. (laughs) <laughs> so Reign of Terror what do you think? Mm-hmm. I think I had more fun making fun of it okay okay, okay. would you watch it again? not anytime soon like so what, 5 what out of 10 maybe okay okay that's a little disappointing but I understand why 
it a lot of it has to deal with just it not i'm really bothered by the fact that it had to have animation because episodes were lost so you said more you liked the, the animation i did like the animation but as a whole episode i would have rather have not had it does that make you sense you are not going to like the power of the daleks then cuz that is I six am probably episodes not. that are all animated so okay no my point is if it's all animated that's one thing if it's all live action that's another but because there's episodes that are lost and one or two episodes are animated it's kind of jarring to me that's the issue i'm having i mean it's it's jarring for like the first minute or so but then you get used to it i mean yes but like it still doesn't make me want to watch it anytime soon i guess i guess you're just picky Yes, if you, if you want to fix it, just go back in time and stop the BBC from fucking destroying the episodes, and we wouldn't have I to be having this fucking conversation. I can't because the bullet would miss. <laughs> what bullet? You're gonna fucking kill someone? The BBC. Say, go back all in time it. and kill someone. <laughs> kill the person that destroys the episodes. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yes, it's a single person. You go back in time, and it's a it's Ian. Mm-hmm. He's the one who destroys them. Because <laughs> he just hated making that episode so much and didn't tell anybody. Even though he was on fucking holiday for it. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, so, uh, 5 out of 10. I mm-hmm. would have expected maybe a 6 at least, but oh well. Um, it, it probably guess... would have had more if it wasn't split between live action and animation. So that's probably going to be a deciding factor for later down the line. God, I I swear, if you mark down the 10th planet because one episode is animated, I'm going to kill you. We'll see how jarring it is, and we'll get there when we get there. (sighs) Okay, whatever. Okay, anyway. So, so does this mean that... Hold on, does this mean that this is our season finale? For this season? I mean, I guess, but we're not really, like, taking a break or anything. We're literally about to go record another episode. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not really, like, a... it's 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 a season in that it helps break up everything a little easier season um, finale oh whoa uh oh yeah we needed here the arc for this season was uh i i needed to take a shit and i took a shit there you go Mm -hmm. that was the season arc so we'll need we'll need a better joke next season got it what do you want the fuck? We'll figure it out. Anyway, next week, Planet of Giants. Whatever Ooh, could that mean? Whatever um, could that mean? We'll find out. Um, mm. I, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. General plugs of things that we don't talk about. Oh god damn it! Uh, yes, that's you... it. No, that's it. Just general plugs. Oh, of things so I don't we have to about. say it? No, you don't. Okay, good. I don't have to mention that. Okay, uh, I'll see you next week then. Yeah. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.